witty, thought-provoking, and uplifting Southern Soul Livestream is a program that you'll invite your friends over to watch every week, where you'll learn about interesting guests and get to share in their fascinating experiences. Tune in each Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern to connect with guests from across the generations and to laugh with our eclectic hosts who are as charming as they are talented. OMG, what's up, people? This is your boy, Calvin. We have an awesome announcement for you. Get ready to elevate your brand to the next level. We are launching Soul Surge Media. But check this out. We're just not another agency. We're your growth partners. You ever have that experience where you get out there, you spend money on your endeavor, your passion, and the the person just didn't do it right. Here at Soul Surge, we're building a full service agency of creators you can trust. People who do what they love and love what they do, and they're here to help you. So get ready to elevate your brand from captivating content, establishing your LLC, and your brand identity to building your community through live streaming, podcasting, establishing you as a paid speaker. We are a full service agency. So check us out at soulsurgemedia.com. That's soulsurgemedia.com. But that's not all. We are starting every third Saturdays what we're calling Side Gig Saturdays. Still not sure? It's okay. Come check us out at sidegigsaturdays.com. We have an awesome show. I am excited. We have Dr. Monica Moore, who's back. She was on the show last year talking about school-related stress for children. She is a pediatrician. And then she's back tonight to talk about a nonprofit that she has established. But be And also, after you hear Dr. Moore, you will hear Cynthia Farmer, the warfare coach. And we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. And this has been one of my favorite topics because it's complicated, but I'm just give you guys a little teaser of what, and I'm just going to stop because I'll get to talking too much, but let me go ahead and do the intro. And then we're going to get started with Dr. Monica and hearing about mother daughter bonds in her nonprofit that she has established by the name of girls growing gracefully. But let me give you guys this intro for soul Thursdays so you can know more about us. Soul Thursdays is a live episode podcast that delivers a wide range of community-driven topics. From arts and culture to professional development, our inclusive and accessible approach ensures that everyone, especially the neurodivergent, like me, can participate and learn at their own pace. At the core, Soul Thursdays is laughter, inspiration, profound insight, and a journey we take together. Thank you guys for dropping on in tonight. I am excited, excited to doc, talk to Dr. Monica Moore because I remember when you were first on the show, we were talking about children and the school-related stress, but then and always research and read books and things for each show. And I remember looking at your nonprofit, and we're going to talk about that tonight. But before I say any more, Dr. Mono, welcome to the show. If you don't mind, you're telling us who you are and a little bit about what you do and things that are more important to you. 
Thank you so much for having me back on. I definitely enjoyed the first segment talking about mental health and our children, a very important conversation to have. And thank you for having me back on to talk about something that is very dear to me that I'm very passionate about. To your audience, my name is Dr. Monica Moore. I am a board certified pediatrician. I'm the CEO and founder of Premier Wellness Pediatrics, which is a virtual comprehensive weight management program. But I'm also the CEO of a nonprofit organization by the name of Girls Growing Gracefully. And the reason why I'm here tonight to talk about how passionate I am about serving the communities. And that is something that I'm very I'm passionate about. I'm a servant leader and Girls Win Gracefully has allowed me to fulfill that passion in a great and profound way. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll jump, just jump right in. Can you just share with the listeners overview of what inspired you to create Girls Growing Gracefully? And also what is Girls Growing Gracefully? So Girls Growing Gracefully is a nonprofit organization in which we curate experiences to help cultivate healthy mother-daughter relationships. And it was really birthed out of my desire to be able to fulfill a a need um, that I felt needed to be met. And that was to provide a safe place for moms and daughters to be able to learn, grow, and share together. So as a pediatrician, I have seen thousands of mother-daughter relationships. I've seen those relationships that definitely have had some strained times within their relationships. I've seen the moms who's trying to have a tighter, closer, closer bond with their daughter. I've seen that daughter trying to fight for their mom's attention. So from that lens, I've been able to see that there was a need to have something in place that moms and daughters could be intentional about spending quality time together and, and creating memories. But also as a mother, I realized that I wanted to be more intentional about the relationship that I had with my mom, with my daughter, having had an amazing relationship and still have a relationship with my mother, but to be able to plant the seeds and to nurture that relationships, but also give back. And so that's what Girls Win Gracefully is about. It's about empowering mothers and daughters to live their lives unapologetically. It's about equipping them with the knowledge that they can learn and do more and see more. And it's also about exposing them. I really believe in the lived experience. And I believe that the way that the lens is able to look at life differently is about how much exposure our young girls have. And even some of our moms have not had the opportunity in their childhood and their adolescence to have those experiences. So when we come together with Girl, Girls Going Gracefully, it's fun, it's impactful, it's engaging. It's just a powerful time. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. When I first looked at your um, bio, your description, I was so curious at your why you um, created Girls Going Gracefully. And you talk about how you have a great relationship with your mom and how your mom had a close relationship with her mom. And I began to understand, I wonder what's going on there. And I began to realize it was really deep, right? It just excited me. Do you mind telling us a little bit about your mom's relationship with her mom and your relationship that also led to your inspiration? I definitely would love to have that conversation. I am definitely consider myself extremely blessed to have had a great relationship um, with my grandmother. She was an amazing woman. Um, She's the reason why I became a pediatrician. She was the only person that I knew that was in the medical field. Um, And I always tell people that she was the only person that I knew in the medical field, but she was also the sickest person that I knew. Um, But you would never know that. She just um, lived with such vitality and such grace. She was a believer. She was actually an evangelist. And so she taught me so many life lessons. But then when she became to get ill, I saw my mom in a role that she continues to play because my mother is also a caretaker for my father. So seeing how my mom loved and nurtured and supported her mother in a way that was just amazing without 
just selfishly, unselfish. She didn't think about it. My grandmother called in the middle of the night. She was there and we were there and we were help caring for her. So it was that, that foundation that I had that I knew that I wanted to then pass that on to my own daughter, but also recognize that everybody doesn't have that lived experience. Everybody's journey is not the same. And so I wanted to be able to have opportunities for moms and daughters to be intentional about cultivating that relationship with one another. And I owe so much to my mom for how she loves and nurtures me and just watching just how she just gave of herself and continues to give of herself is something that I admire greatly. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You mentioned you're a believer and you're very open that you're a believer in Christ. Do you mind sharing with us how your faith also um, influences or participates in your mission of empowering mothers and daughters? Yeah, it's really the foundation for which I do everything. Again, like I stated, I, I believe that I'm a servant leader. I believe that I'm here on purpose and for a purpose, and my faith lies in God. And so even with challenges, even with setbacks, I, st I stand firm to being trusting in God with all my heart and believing on him and learning, leaning on him for everything. And I recognize that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him and anything that I do it um, to uplift the kingdom and also just leading with love and trying to share that and show that through the way that I live my life and also modeling that for my daughter as well. And then in the programs that we have, just recognizing that I know that everybody's walk is different. So I don't push that on anyone, but it's definitely where my foundation lies. And so I'm always looking for people um, to come with open hearts and open minds just to learn and to grow and to share together. But if it were not for my faith and my strong belief in God, I wouldn't be where I am. And I'm very unapologetic about that conversation. Awesome. Thank you. I, I love the part where you talk about, mommy, I love you, that statement. It's such a heartfelt phrase. How do you think mothers can cultivate an environment? And it's obvious when I see the pictures of you and your daughters, I see the chemistry, I see that natural bond. And you talk about that, mommy, I love you statement and how it influences you and your response. Can you talk about how mothers and daughters can cultivate that environment where daughters can feel empowered to express such deep emotions? Yeah. So I think it's really important that we prepare our girls for the future and that we help them along the way as far as building emotional intelligence and being able to be vulnerable. And that's one thing that I'm very honest about that I hurt. Unfortunately, we all have hurt. And sometimes moms may not feel comfortable sharing with their daughters that has happened, but being able to help them to have that conversation in a safe space. And that is definitely what we always talk about, that we are in a safe space that you can share, that you can talk about your feelings of what's going on. But also listening, I think that's really important that our girls, when they come to us, that we're not distracted, that we're putting things away, that we're giving them our undivided attention so that they can know that, you know what, I'm listening, I hear you, and I'm here for you. And I think that's something important that we have to ingrain in them, that we are there for them no matter what. When they make mistakes, we are not, we're always going to be there and recognizing that we learn from every mistake and taking every setback, every struggle, every trial as an opportunity to grow. But I think if moms also within themselves are validating themselves and believing in themselves, then daughters will see that as well. So they watch us. <laughs> they watch everything that we say that we do. And they also watch when we're not watching them. And so if we're paying, if we're not paying attention to them and what they're doing, then they may not feel um, their worth. And so if we want to pour into our young girls and teach them that they're worthy, we also have to show them that they're worthy of our time, of our love and our commitment and doing that in a way in which they can then be able to share that love with other people. 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I know when, I think a few months ago, we did a show on mother wound. And I didn't even know it was a thing until I started researching it. And I started just, and I was like, surprised, but not surprised that, I don't know, as a guy, I was like, maybe automatically assuming that girls have perfect relationships with their mom. I'm making this up. But at the same time, I hadn't thought about it. But then when I began to look into this topic of mother wound, I began to realize these things go deep. And it uh, and they begin to describe it that the mother-daughter relationship is almost sacred. It's it's unspoken. It's so strong that at the same time, rarely spoken about. And it just really just made me curious about what mothers and daughters can do to if they've had bad relationships with their mother, how to heal that wound, or if they're just working on trying to go closer in that mother-daughter relationships. Do you have any recommendation of activities that mothers and daughters can do to increase or heal their bond? Yes, and you're very right. There is definitely a lot of healing that needs to go uh, take place. And some mothers may not be quite ready. When mothers are ready to come to the event, when mothers are ready to involve themselves, we don't, again, don't push that on them. It is definitely an open space that we allow them to just be themselves. But we also all, most of our programming, we're going to have a, a mental health professional there to just help, help moms navigate that, help to be a support system, help to be a resource. And one of the things that we talk about is just that intentional time. And so being able to spend that quality time, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can just be quality, not even quantity, just quality. I asked my daughter this summer about what was her favorite summer camp. And I don't know if you have, I think you have children, right? That summer camps have gotten extremely expensive. <laughs> so spending a lot of money on summer camps, when I asked her most, uh, the thing that she enjoyed the most, that was the week she was off with me. So the week that we just, did Atlanta up, just did certain things here in the community. That was a time that she really enjoyed. And so I just tell parents that you don't have to do a lot, but you have to let them know that you're there. So just even going on a walk after dinner, letting that be something that's something that you do important. You can have a spa day together, paint each other's nails. I love to cook with my daughter, also being physically active, playing a sport, doing puzzles. One of the things that my daughter and I do every morning is we recite a gratitude and we recite an affirmation. So moms and daughters can get into the habit of doing that. Just asking your daughter, what are three words of affirmation that they have? What are the three things that they're grateful for? Or even creating like a vision board. What are some, what, what's important to you? And you learn a lot. If you really sit and listen to these kids, they have a lot to say. <laughs> and that way you can just learn about each other and they can learn about your past too, because sometimes we don't share a lot of things. And so when moms are comfortable and, and, and comfortable doing so, then they can do that. But there are a multitude of things, but again, it doesn't have to be expensive, but it definitely needs to be intentional and heartfelt and allow you an opportunity to create long lasting positive memories for you and your daughter. I love it. I love it. It's funny. Like you said, the, the camps are so expensive and the things she enjoyed the most was spending time with you. As I begin to imagine, you know, what happens when you have these sessions, you know, I was intrigued because I'm like, Dr. Monica could have easily joined a national organization. She could have easily participate in multiple nonprofits out there, but you decided to start your own. Do you mind giving us any insight into the difference between joining another organization versus starting your own? So I definitely believe in learning from other organizations and always giving back and being involved in other community organizations. But this was something that I definitely saw 
that I wanted in my future, I prayed about it and asked God about it, and then just started to be really strategic and planning. And it really came around COVID, to be really honest with you, when I just saw a need for connection. That was something that I feel was so lost with COVID that we didn't have that interpersonal relationships and that connection. So it really was that push to say, you know what, it's time to do it. (laughs) The time is now. And so our first event was really, it was in my garage because it was just such a time that I felt like we just needed to do it. And we've just grown every year since that. But it's definitely one of those things where I felt like this was something that I wanted to birth on my own, but still I'm very involved in other organizations, but having something and my daughter is actively involved in it. So for her to be able to say that she's a part of it is something that leaving a legacy is truly important to me and something that I extremely excited about what the future holds, but also grateful for this space and time that I'm in to be able to do this and share with not just her, but with the community as well. Thank you, you know, for sharing that. I get excited because I think about the things we do that give children witness, such as entrepreneurship, starting a lemonade stand. I can only imagine the impact of starting a nonprofit and engaging with other mothers, engaging with other daughters of what type of experience that begins to expose your daughter to. And it just makes me wonder of what type of success stories or transformative experiences, because I'm thinking when you have these sessions, there are mothers showing up, there's daughters showing up. Any stories you would like to share us where that with girls going gracefully of how you've seen mothers or daughters transformed? Yeah, definitely. Our most recent one, we had a mommy-daughter retreat this May, and we actually had a mom and daughter that had never participated before. And one of our um, moms and daughters from another event and told her about, told her about it, and she said, "I really wish that this was something that we'd been introduced to a lot earlier in life because we've never participated in anything on this level." And it was so much so the girl she had so much fun that she didn't even want to leave. So when they come in with that, they're excited and they're engaged and they don't want to leave that just it just fills my heart with so much joy so seeing that and then also seeing the young girls we do a lot of empowerment a lot of girl power so we see that young girl come in shy quiet to herself not really talking or engaging and by the end we do a walk a a runway walk and that girl strutted herself down that walkway like nobody's business so just seeing that boost of confidence that the young girls and even the moms were having it was just joy to my heart so those are two stories that I can really say really touched me in a mighty way I can imagine there has to be tears during these moments because you know how children are when they having fun and they've experienced that thing that they haven't experienced before but it feels so natural it feel like that's the way life's supposed to be I don't know I'm just getting a little teary now thinking about that little girl have you been brought to tears I'm just So I was brought to tears actually in December of last year. One of our really special families, they come to almost every event and there's actually uh, three generations. So it's the grandmother, the mom and the daughters. And the mom, the grandmother brought me to the side and she told me that she met a family at the event that she had not seen in like years and was trying to reach out to them and just had not been able to reach out to them. And she just told me, Dr. Monica, if it had not been for this event, that you put on, I would have never connected with them again. And I was bawling. I was, I just, and she says, I want you to know the impact that you're having. And just to hear that, it, it just brought me so much joy. And I was just so grateful for her to share that with me and then to know the impact. So yes, I was in tears. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great. Great. I, I love those in nonprofit. They call them those mission moments, right? The mm-hmm. purpose, the why we do what we do. Um, For our listeners, you know, who are eager to just get involved and learn more, do you mind telling them where you're located? Are you national? Are you global? Or tell them how people can get involved. 
Definitely, definitely. So currently we're local here in the Atlanta area, but thank you for speaking that into existence. Yes, Lee, I definitely our goal is to be both national and global to learn more about what Girls Growing Gracefully is doing in and through the communities. You can come follow us on Girls Going Gracefully on Instagram. You can also go to our website, info at girls going grace. I'm sorry, girlsgoinggracefully.com. You can also email us at info at girlsgoinggracefully.com. We'd love to um, hear your stories. We'd love to have you come share. During COVID, we did quite a bit of virtual events, definitely looking at doing some more so that the reach can be far greater. But again, that is girlsgoinggracefully.com is our website. You can follow us at Girls Going Gracefully on Instagram, and then you can also email us at info at girlsgoinggracefully.com. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. As we wrap up, what I want to do is pause for a few minutes and give the audience a chance to ask some questions. So I got a few questions. I love audience questions more <laughs> because they're the ones that, especially if the audience not being shy. So let's see, Tamika, is the audience being shy tonight? Let's see if we can get some questions from the audience. So if you're in the audience, feel free to type your question in the chat. Or if you need help, just raise your hand or ask to be unmuted and Tamika will get you unmuted. So while we wait for that, go ahead. While we wait for that audience questions, anything you would like to share with us that you haven't shared just about what you do in your nine to five, what you're doing with Girls Going Gracefully or any other activities you have going on? Yeah, definitely. One of the things that I didn't mention, one of the other things that um, mothers can do is they can read together. And one of the things that my daughter and I did to be more intentional about growing our relationship is that we wrote a book together. So we have written a book. It's called No Longer Afraid. It's all about facing and conquering your fears. So if I think it's in the chat, but it's we are no longer afraid. And definitely some of the characters in the book are real because they are my story and my daughter's story. And so we just want to empower individuals who may be dealing with some fears to be able to face them and conquer them. That's the other passion project that I have as well as as Girls Growing Gracefully. And again, I am a board certified pediatrician. And one of the things that I truly believe in is a holistic approach to care and be able to provide that level of care to um, my patients, um, do so in a virtual manner, um, but also being able to reach patients in different states. I'm certified in Georgia, Florida, um, Alabama, as well as Virginia. So definitely busy, <laughs> um, but uh, I feel that is my life's purpose to be able to reach as many people that I can reach in so many various ways. Awesome. Awesome. We have a question in the chat and I'll read it. Okay. What types of activities would you suggest for adult daughters and mothers to reconnect. Ooh, that's, yeah. a good one. <laughs> that's a really good one. So one of the things that I have seen is traveling together. So I'm not really sure if the individual that asked the question has ever traveled um, with their mother or if it's the mother, or if it's the daughter. But I think that that's a really good question because there's oftentimes where that connection or that reconnection needs to occur. And one of the things they can do is travel together. But also, I think that just having just a day together, just maybe having a full day, starting off with breakfast and starting off maybe with a nice walk and talking and maybe do a spa day. So I think reconnecting that way would be something that they could do. Also, even maybe attending a wellness retreat that kind of focuses on the whole holistic approach to wellness, maybe doing some meditation together. But I think conversations are really important. I think that we learn so much when we sit back and listen to one another. And so just re-engaging in that way, just having some conversations, paint, painting together is another thing that the moms can do more on adult levels. So hopefully that was some things that you can do. If there's other, if you have other questions or 
If I didn't quite hit where you were going, definitely let me know. But those are just some things that come into mind. So my mother, I would love for her to go to get massages with me, but that's something that she doesn't enjoy. So I think figuring out what you each and collectively coming together to do that because everybody doesn't enjoy the same things. But I think finding that middle ground, finding that common ground is important. I love those examples because those examples just really give me ideas of bonding and experiencing like road trips. I like road trips because that's, I call it the captive audience, right? Yeah. You just, <laughs> hey, you got three, four, five, ten hours mm-hmm. just to really just talking. Maybe it's quiet, but I love that. And I love also the, the meditation, the yoga, the, the prayer, just opportunities to open up because as I'm really sensing the nuance of what happens in such relationships. It sounds to me like over time, relationships just get in a pattern. They get maybe stuck in that pattern, but doing stuff like you recommended can be potentially an opportunity to break the routine and open up some dialogue. We have another question. Okay. This was from Angela. Any advice for reducing stress? Ooh. My daughter had headaches and stomach um, aches that mm-hmm. may be from stress. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if this is um, related to their relationships, but I'm just going to assume they are. Any thoughts on that question? Yeah, definitely. Um, and hitting back where we, that other talk we talked about mental health um, and our children and our adults are dealing so much with stress and worry and anxiety. And so teaching them how to do deep breathing is one of the things that I talk to my families about. I talk about a five finger rule, like going up the finger and breathing in and down the finger and breathing out and up the finger and breathing in and down the finger and breathing out. So teaching them that coping skills. So when she's in a stressful situation, when she's worried, when she's anxious, just sitting her down, getting face-to-face, just trying to help teach her how to do deep breathing. So that's one of the things that can be helpful for reducing stress. I do not think that it's ever too young to teach kids how to meditate. It doesn't need to be long. They're not going to (laughs) be, they're not going to sit. Some adults can't do it for very long. So just finding something that they could do. There are a lot of apps out there for meditating for children. The Calm app is one of them. Mindspace, Headspace is another. So teaching children, again, how to deep breathe, how to meditate, being physically active, I think, is an amazing way to to, to reduce stress. Our body redu- um, produces certain hormones, such as dopamine, which is the mood stabilizing hormone, which will help you to build, be more relaxed, to be more at ease. And I think just identifying what that trigger is, right? Trying to figure out, giving it a name, asking your daughter what might be um, causing her. And she may not be able to vocalize it or talk about it, but validating. I think that's one of the other things that we have to do. Validating that I know that you're worried. I know that you're anxious, but also not giving it so much power that it protects, prevents them to be able to fully function in life. And then if that stress becomes so challenging for your daughter, then I do highly recommend that you see her primary care pediatrician or family physician so that they can help guide you and give you some other tools and resources that would help to alleviate her stress as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Monica, for being with us and sharing with you, sharing with us. If you guys have any questions for Dr. Monica before she drops off, she's going to hang out for a few minutes and just chat with us. But thank you, Dr. Monica, for being here and sharing. We did a show on mother wound, and I like to tell people that it's sometimes important to build awareness to understand the problem. But it's also important to begin to understand the answers 
to me, there's nothing worse than talking about the problem and the problem and the more problems, but to begin to see the answers. So thank you for the work that you're doing and being proactive, being a leader in the community and not just waiting for other organizations or other things, people to do the things that you feel compelled and called to do. So thank you for Girls Going Gracefully and thank you for the work that you're doing to help mothers and daughters build and repair their bonds. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the work that you do. And thank you for having me back on. I greatly appreciate you and I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Monica. It's cool when I begin to think about the awesome speakers and I've given them a name. I, I started talking at one point in time about what is it about the speakers we have here at Soul Thursdays? Because there's different types of speakers, but you can discover that there's a few things they have in common. And what I call them community architects. These are people who don't take for granted the world we live in. They don't take for granted that every neighborhood has nice manicured lawn of grass or sidewalk. These people said, no, we must build the community and the society that we want by living more abundantly and by investing not only our time, our talent, our efforts, and our prayer in making a better community. 